Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. You know what today is, Yurk? It's a Bears Bonanza. International House of Pancake Day. Is that really what it is, actually? I don't think There's so. There's a day for everything. But know. I'm going to fire it out there just in case it might be. It's a Bears Bonanza. Thursday Night Football starts tonight. Bears and Panthers at Soldier Field. We are your home for the Bears. We are. And we have uh, your local pregame show with Waddle and Sylvie from 3 to 5. That's after an hour's worth of the Waddle and Sylvie show itself. You got that? They're live at Soldier Field. Oh, Network Pre starts at 5. 5 o'clock for Network Pre. Into Bears and Panthers with Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer in the booth, Jason McKee on the sideline. Ooh. And then Yurko and Peggy have the Network Post Game Show. And then Meller, Hope that's not Pat, true. the designer, and Jason McKee will be on all the way till 2.45 in the morning. Be like the Grobber, getting you through the middle of the night. Yeah, Meller and Grobber have a lot in those common. Those times are a little off, but that's fine. That sounds about right to me. Yeah, 10.45. I think we'll be on at 10.15. I and mean, and that's hopefully you're out of here at 12.30 or so. Oh, yeah. You're going to be tired tomorrow. You can come hang with us tomorrow at 93 Octane Brewery in the Pride Stores. In St. Charles, on Route 38, come see us. We'll be wrapping the week. It's a football Friday. We'll talk all about the Bears and the Panthers and what happens tonight. We're going to preview that game most of the day today. We've got a new Remus pick out. Remus Whiskey, good stuff from MGP. we got a new Remus pick with you the bet. Pride Store guys, and you can come and sample that tomorrow. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll do a little tasting after the show with the Master Distiller from MGP who's going to be in town. So a perfect way to wrap the week Manana, but first things first, Thursday night football. And some money coming in on the Panthers, believe it or not. Driving the price back down to a field goal. Bears minus three, 38, 38 and a half, the total in the game. Yurko thinks it's Bears minus three. That's the play. I said that yesterday, and I was immediately chastised on text by two people. Who? One, our very good friend, uh, Chef Mark Newman from Greenwood. Right. Kitchen and tap up on Highwood. And yeah. number 87 himself, Tom Waddle. Waddle? Yes, I was chastised. Because you said what? Bears minus three seems like a... A gift. And I don't ever really bet the Bears. Yeah, it's a gift. If I make, in terms of like side, if I make two wagers on the Bears in a season, it's probably a lot. I I have bet the Bears once this year. I grabbed the Bears getting three in week two when they went to Tampa. They did not cover. It is rare that I bet the Bears. Right. Uh, first of all, I love the Bears, so even when I'm mad at them, I love them, so it's hard to sometimes separate, separate the yeah. heart and the mind. Yeah. I did have Bears Saints under last week. I don't know how it hit, but it hit. What are the names of the five illustrious quarterbacks the Chicago Bears have beaten in the last two years? It's uh, a list it's, of nobody. Yeah, right? it's, 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 I'll tell you what it is. It's, it's, it's Sam horrific. Howell. Yeah, Sam Howell. It's Davis Mills. Davis Mills. It's Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones. Bailey Zappi. And uh, Brian Hoyer. And Brian Hoyer. That's my point. And who's Bryce Young right now at this point of his career? He's not been very good. He's been terrible. Who's the pass rusher not playing Brian tonight? Burns is out. Burns is out. How about Chark? DJ Chark. DJ Chark is doubtful. He's doubtful. He's not going to play. Jeremy Chin is out. Exactly. Justin Houston is on IR. But no relations to Bob Chin, by the no. way. Jeremy Chin. None yeah, whatsoever. 100%. Uh, no Justin Houston, uh, yeah. uh, no C.J. Henderson, one of their other corners. It's a who's who of who's not playing. When the Bears have won this year, what have the Bears won by go? 20 and 18. 20 and 18. You know what the Bears are in horse racing parlance? They're front runner. They need to get to the lead. Once on the lead, they're pretty good with the lead, except against the Denver Broncos. 
I simply responded, Yurko, to yeah, those guys by saying, people? "Who mocked you? If Armin? you can't beat the Carolina Panthers, a one-win team yeah. at home, at home on a short week without some of Thursday their better night. players, if you can't beat them by a touchdown on the leg front, you honestly should just like right. You should just shut it down. You shut it down. Now I don't have full disclosure. I haven't bet the Bears minus three. I'm probably going to take them in my pick five." Which is doesn't really matter. Do That's a sunk chair? cost. Yeah, the chair is down to three. Uh, it's going to be three, it's and, gonna and, be three and a half. It yeah. will be on the pick five. I have a, well. What I don't do know because if the time? line the, the, those lines are set Thursday morning, and if that line moved overnight, I don't know. I have to go in and check. You know, this is a media pool. There were there about thirty of us in this, and yeah. that's a sunk cost. Like you, you pay right, and you pick five games every week. It's sunk. You know, it's and, a sunk so cost. I, I might end up grabbing the Bears. Here's the bet I do have on tonight. What game. do you have, kid? I have. DJ Moore over 55 and a half receiving yards minus a dollar 10. DJ Moore's over 55 and a half receiving yards I like that. minus a dollar 10. I like that. Last we saw him on Thursday night football, he was torching the Washington Commanders. This is his former team. Right. I think he's going to want to show out. He hasn't been great since that commander performance. Right. I think DJ Moore's in store for a big night. What's the over-under for Rashkan Johnson yardage? I will double-check. I, I didn't even bother to like, look at that, but like I will look for it. 14 yards. I will look I for it. I have the feeling Rashkan's going to get a few carries tonight. Or is it total yardage? You know, either it's way. probably rushing yards. Do you like my bet over 55 and a half, DJ Moore? I do. Yeah, I, I, I took a I little action fe- I, I think they're going to feature uh, DJ player. Moore today. Let me see if I can. Now, you can feature him all you want, right? It's the after yards... You know, the rack yardage, run after catch. Yes. That is always impressive with D.J. Moore, and that's what's going to get you to the spot. He's had himself a 230-yard game this year. He's also had games where they couldn't get him the football. Yeah, look, he didn't play great last week. He had a fumble that was costly. He did fumble. You know, but I, I don't know. Something tells me. Very costly. They're down a corner. They're down a starting safety. Something tells me they're down their best pass something rusher. Something tells, tells me D.J. Moore is going to have a game against his old gonna team. They're going to put the run on you. They're going to go behind Tevin, and they're going to go behind well, the big man, you and they're going right to do that. that. Yeah. Now, that's a not a bad angle. The problem is, is the big, gigantic black hole they have at the center that sucks your offense into an uh, uh, unbelievable vortex of hell, and that's Lucas Patrick. You, how, do you, how do you make up for that? Chain's only as strong as its weakest link. Right. Do you know what the Panthers can't do well? They don't do much of anything well. They can't stop the run. They can't so stop that, the run. You have a good angle going right. there. The problem is how much of a share is it yeah. in that backfield? Well, there there no, were 20 rushes last week for Deontay Foreman, right? Yeah. 20 rushes. Let me see uh, if I can get you that The second prop, best the rusher was Bajent. Yes. He was your second leading rusher with eight carries, and then the other two guys didn't get any that many carries at all, which felt counterintuitive to exactly what was happening during the game. But it was the penalties that killed Deontay Foreman last week mm. because there are a couple holding calls on two 12-yard runs that brought it back and made it first and 20 or second and 15. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what killed the Bears last week. So the Those t- silly holding penalties. The total on Foreman right now, Yerk, is 60 and a half. His total rushing yards, overs minus 105, unders minus 125. Oh, boy. The total on Roshan is 23 and a half. You can get over minus $1.05. You can get under minus $1.25. How was it, 25 yards? 23 and a half. Can 23 and a half. Can he get 24 yards tonight? He could bust one run. Mm. He might only need one carry to do it. That's the great thing about Roshan. What about Mooney? Hey, Mooney! What about Mooney? We want Mooney receiving yards? I want Mooney receiving yards. Oh, hello. Uh, Mooney receiving yeah. yards. 
We are looking at. I like that play. 30 and a half. That's a good play Minus right there. Minus 110 Carb. both ways. I'd double dip. I'd put the double dip on right there. What do you think? Parlay you want to go roast shot? Parlay it. Come on, Carm. Let's gamble it. Our poor guy that lost that last leg of that 16 well, team. I mean, parlay. a 16 team stinger. <laughs> he, who was it? He goes, I put the Yurko special together, the 16 team stinger. Them are fun for $5, Carm? I know, but when I you mean, lose you waste $5 one. on a cup of coffee every day. I know, it's every true. Every day you waste $5 on a cup of coffee. I know, that's a good Why point. Why not put something into action that can make you ridiculously rich? Uh, well, it could. I put 40 bucks in the play on a 16 stinger last year. I had five legs come in. If it's that last one, it always gets you. Didn't bother me. Why? Because I laid it off. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, I put a thousand on the uh, the other team. Oh, I remember that. And I ended yeah, up that was play, smart. Yeah, that was smart. So there you go. Yeah, that's what you got to do sometimes. Uh, yeah, when you get to like, if you're fifteen legs in and you're down to one, you you know you better be laying some of that off. <laughs> I felt bad for that guy. though. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? At least he he made an effort, Carm. He did. He, he went did. out there and he tried. I, you know, I mean, they did sit at home in your bed, curled up in a fetal position with your thumb in your mouth, and never laid down a wager. Is well, that no, the I way to live your life? I don't. Is I, that the way you live your life, Carm? Well, you roll the dice and say, "Hell, caution to the wind. Hell bent for elections." Funny. I'm going for it, baby. The last parlay I made was about two years ago. Yeah. And we did it as a fun thing maybe yeah. three years ago. On a lark. We did it as a fun thing when October started. Do you remember this? It was it must have been three years ago, Yerk, right? Yeah. We did. Um, remember when the Yankees and Red Sox played the wild card game? And it was Schwarber after he got traded to Boston. Yes. And it was... Um, it was uh, Rizzo in New York. Frank Rizzo. Do you remember? And we said, and we put the parlay, and I don't, I don't really don't do this often, but I'm like, oh, let's have some fun on the Schwarber and Rizzo to each hit a home run in the game. And yeah. they did. Remember? They did. We, both, yeah. we won that. That one we won. No, that's a fun one, but that's my I think point. that's the last parlay Why I made. Why can't you have a little fun? Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, you can't. No. You're right. For the cost of a cup of coffee. Right. You know. For a cup of coffee. I'm not asking you to put $1,000 on a parlay. I would hope not. Well, I'm not asking that. I'm saying get yourself six, seven items that might happen. Uh, How about an interception for each quarterback tonight? Mm. What do you think? I could see Bryce Young giving you one. Oh, I can see it too. Even though the Bears are allergic to intercepting the football. Yeah, they don't have a ton of takeaways. I can see Bajent making one mental mistake tonight and throwing the ball into the other team's hands. I can see that. You know, he hasn't made a lot of mental mistakes, Yerk. It's more... Uh, Last two games, he's made mental mistakes. Yeah. Last two games, he's had a throw that made you go, what the blank are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Each of the last two games, he has. You don't have to like it. No, 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 no. It's not a bad wager if I was looking for an angle. Yeah. Not that you want to choose for your team or cheer for your team to get an interception. Tip ball at the line of scrimmage, Carm. You throw the ball, it's off the helmet of a guy, pops up in the air. You got a defender fair catching it in essence. There's all types of stupidity that can happen in the NFL. Your receiver's going to catch the ball, it's a little bit off. He tips it up into the air into the hands of a waiting safety. Right. All types of dumb things can happen. It doesn't take a quarterback making a stupid play to get an interception. Yeah. Well, uh, you can make those bets, and as long as the Bears win and cover, I guess everybody will be happy. Right, everybody will be jumping. Honestly, they like like I said, if you can't beat this team by a touchdown, my yeah. God, uh, it's a dog. You know what? They're game. staying somewhere in the city uh, today. All the, the all it's a who's who. Did you see last night? Uh, who's here? Andrew Whitworth and Jason Kelsey were well. First of all, Whitworth I think was at Chicago Cut because I saw a flam post a picture. Right, he might have been with Michaels and 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 uh, Herb Street. Sure. 
And then there was a picture that surfaced of Whitworth with Jason Kelsey, who's on by this week. Oh. The Eagles are on by. They were at Wiener Circle. And he's in Chicago and for some like, crazy reason. people are like, why is Jason Kelsey here? And everybody's connecting the connection. dots. What's like, the connection? Well, is the connection that when he retires at the end of the year, he's going to go join the Amazon crew as an analyst next year? Do you think that's what that was Could about? Be. Possibilities. Maybe it was a job interview. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, because he's only going to play for one more year, I think right? this will be it. Whitworth yeah. was a man about town. Like he's at Chicago Cut. He's at the Wiener Circle. It's oh, a who's who. Ryan boy. Fitzpatrick, Richard Sherman. They're all in town. Some guys have an affinity for wieners, you know? Yes. Oh, come on. Encased meats? The best. Uh, and Chicago's the place. In a, in a case and Chicago's the place to do it. The best place in the world. Am I right? Best place. You got it. No better place. No better hot dog on the planet than in Chicago. All right, if you want to talk Bears with us today, feel free to jump in. 312-332-3776. That's our phone number. Yurko's going to give you the keys in about 20 minutes. You bet I have. At 135, we'll go to Vegas and talk to Todd Furman. Uh, we'll get some best plays. We'll get Paulie's picks. We got McKnight at the movies. Telling the people on Twitch, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. For what? For uh, keys? keys? I'm going to have You got 15 minutes to work on I'm going to find a way. I'll do That's what I'll do. Yurko. Think some of those thoughts right there. All right. I'll find something, Carmen. Bring us up. It's game day. It's Bears Bonanza time. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Second time in a month, the Bears playing on the short week. It's never easy. You do get the benefit on the back end of getting a little extra time to prepare. I would assume Justin Fields is back for the game a week from Sunday against the Lions in Detroit. Still bizarre yesterday, uh, the way Eberflus handled the, the press conference and the news about Fields. Yeah, I mean, it was on like SVP last night. It made national news here because it was so clunky and weird. Yeah, it was weird. And in case you missed it, this was uh, the back and forth in the Q&A when Matt Eberflus stepped to the podium yesterday. Update on, on Justin Fields. Uh, he's progressing every day. He is not medically cleared um, yet. And uh, Bajent, Bajent will be our starter for this game, and Peterman uh, will back him up. Understanding what Justin's limitations still are right now. Yeah, like you said, he's not medically cleared to go um, right now, and uh, he's getting better, though. I mean, he's, he's uh, accuracy's improving, he's throwing it better, and you know, he's starting to do more and more and more. So uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. And right now we're listening to him as doubtful. And uh, we'll see where it goes from there. If, if he's doubt, if he's not medically cleared, well, how come doubtful versus out? Yeah, just to see. we got to give him one more day. Give him one more day. But he's, uh, he's working hard. And uh, it's getting better every day. So we'll see where it goes. He's not playing tomorrow. Yeah, he's not playing. What hasn't the medical staff seen given the clearance yet? What, is it, what are they telling you? What's that? What, what is the medical staff telling you in terms of why they haven't given him the clearance? Yeah, it's uh, it's really just uh, the clearance is uh, just, you know, obviously he's got to be cleared to play with the medical staff, you know, and so it's really about him feeling good about it and the medical staff saying that he can go in there and function. And uh, he's just not there at this time. Is it an issue of grip strength or? It's everything. It's it's all. It's, it's all improving, you know, the grip strength, the, the accuracy, the t- you know, the, the ability to function as a quarterback. It's just. It's all right there. It's, right. it's getting close. I'm just, I'm not, I'm having trouble understanding. He's, he's not playing, but he's doubtful. There's, is he out or doubtful? He, now he's listed as doubtful. But you're saying that he's out. He's not going to play. We'll see where it goes. Uh, the chances are doubtful, 51% that he's in or out, and uh, it's going to be, we'll see where it is. 
we got a little time left, but uh, again, we'll declare him out when he's out. Uh, right now, we're still listening to him as doubtful. But he, will he go through any sort of pregame work tomorrow? He may. He may. Yep, he may. It depends on what happens here in the next uh, 24 hours. There's so much that's confusing about that. He already said at the beginning of the press conference he's not going to play, and then towards the end you heard him say, we'll declare him out when he's out. 30 seconds ago, you yeah. said he's out. Yes. It's very strange. It's, it's almost like he doesn't understand what he's saying. Maybe we make too big a deal of stuff like this, and maybe well, people, no, fans don't care, it. but no, it's very Carb, bizarre. You've got to report on it. You're there. You say he's not going to play. Bajan's going to be the starter. Okay. Is he out? Well, I think maybe what they should have said would be the second or third quarterback. If he's the third quarterback, that means he's really out. Is he going to be the backup quarterback tomorrow? No, he said Peterman would be. Yeah, but that's the point. Right. You know, then why aren't you saying he's out? I don't know. And again, to And then they him? show video footage of, of him throwing the ball. He's catching balls. Listen, the risk there is that Yo, he's catching sure. the ball. Busting up, like, right. jamming your thumb. He's catching the ball, and then he's throwing the ball. I would never let him catch a ball. Right. Throw the ball to him, hand the ball over. Isn't that what they usually do for quarterbacks and warm up anyway? Yeah. Just to make sure you don't bust up right. a digit or something? He throws the receiver, receiver's hands to yeah. the backup quarterback. Backup right. quarterback throws the receiver, receiver hands it over. Yeah, I mean, to have him towards the end there say, again, uh, we'll declare him out when he's out. He's like out. 35 you seconds before that, you said he's not playing. He's out. It's it's weird. And it was being discussed nationally. Uh, Abdallah sent me this this morning. Adam, what was this from? A Q&A with the ESPN? So NFL know, this insiders? is from what uh, Fowler and Graziano do every single week. They'd go through their, like, week whatever notes. So they did went through their week 10 notes. Okay. Uh, and it's just like a back and forth. And one of the questions was, which coaches are on the hot seat? So they went through all of the coaches that are potentially on the hot seat. Yeah, Fowler, uh, Jeremy Fowler ended up writing this. After just five head coaching jobs opened after last season, this cycle should feature more action. Washington is trying to dig itself out of a fourth consecutive losing season. If it can't get done, Ron Rivera will likely have a tough time holding on with the commanders. The Bears' Matt Eberflus is now 5-21. and 21. To be fair, he inherited a tough situation and has worked admirably to keep things together there. I don't sense much friction in Chicago. Still, that record could be tough to overcome. Not only could the record be tough to overcome, but I think the biggest thing working against Matt Eberflus, Yerk, is if the Bears do draft a young quarterback. I just have a hard time seeing Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren investing what is going to be a very high pick, if they do that, in one of the young quarterbacks, only to pair him with a defensive-minded head coach who, if they struggle again next year, most certainly will be fired after year three. And then you're resetting again within your organization. That just seems unlikely to me. I would think that the pragmatic approach would be, Matt, thanks. You tried. And we appreciate you trying to keep things together after a couple of tumultuous years. But we got to let you go. And I would think they find a young offensive coach to pair with their young quarterback if that's indeed what they do. I think that's going to be the hardest thing I think that's going to be the thing working against Matt Eberflus most. I think the draft equity dictates what you have this year and where you're going to be picking this year. That if you're going to change direction of quarterbacks. Remember, guys, these are all ifs. Yeah, these are a lot of ifs. These are all scenarios that are just being painted. Like, this is months away A lot of ifs. Nobody's saying this is what's going to happen. But if they decide to move on, 
and they're going to go a different direction. The draft equity that you have is what dictates then you fire the coach, bring in a new guy, he brings in a quarterback that he's comfortable with, right. along with the general manager. Everybody's in lockstep moving forward. I'm with you. I think that's, like, if that's the direction they go, if they decide that, and they'll know by the end of the year, they will. Oh, yes, absolutely. Like, I think that's going to be the thing that works against Eberflus more than anything else. And look, the record's not going to be very good. You know, you're, again, you're sitting on five wins here uh, through 26 games. That That's... That's rough. Yeah, that's not good. Five and twenty-one, Carmen. Yeah, I can do the math. Yeah, but yeah. it's you know, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, you should get a, a sixth win tonight. You really should. If you Absolutely. don't, my God, my God. Absolutely. Tonight's going to be a trouncing. Tonight's going to be a ball game for ball games. Tomorrow morning, the city of Chicago will feel whole. You know, and before you say, "Well, can the Bears trounce anybody?" Yurko's pointed out the two measly wins they do have. They did kind of truck their opposition. I right. Mean, so forty to twenty and uh, thirty to twelve. And thirty to twelve. You know, yeah. Yeah, bad teams. Yeah. Oh yeah. Guess well, what's here tonight? Yeah. A bad team. I Guess mean, what's coming down to the lakefront tonight? It's a bad football. The team. powder blue of Carolina, the Carolina Panthers. Frank Reich. Yes, Frank Reich. Oh boy. Boy, who I once uh, held in pretty high regard, and not so good this last he, year and a half. He calls himself the first strike, by the way. <laughs> I don't know. If you didn't know. I don't think that's appropriate. Really. Well, no, it's actually kind of a funny joke because it's the first one. I didn't say the other one. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, that's see? a good point. Imagine if he was the third child. Then you'd have a real problem. I once thought Frank see, Reich... That would, be, that would be the problem. To Yurko. The first one, not. <laughs> it's not so bad. But, yeah. I thought, see? Uh, see how that works? That's what we call comedy, okay? Good. You're good. You're yeah, funny, Yurko. Thank you. I actually thought Frank Reich was good, man, early in the tenure at, at Indy. I don't know what happened in the last, like, two years. I'm not so sure. Well, I, listen, but he's got a bad football team right concepts now. Concepts and ideas, along with quality players, yes. usually gives you quality results. They don't have much on offense that you could, right. like, get excited about Concepts right now. And theories with players that not necessarily there, or a handful of players maybe that are there, but the preponderance of the players not being there mm. usually gets you mediocre football at that, best. That you're, you're probably right about that, and they just they've got a lot of mediocre football, especially yeah. in the, uh, football players, especially in the offensive side of the ball. John's in Glenview. What's going on, John? Yeah, I want to ask you a question. Uh, Shoot, he was good enough for, for Saban. He's a genius, and that's uh, Lane Kiffin. Mm. He's a great offensive coach. Saban I, couldn't wait to fire him, though. Just yeah. remember that also. He was good enough for Saban, and then Saban couldn't wait to fire him. He left for, Miss, for Ole Miss. He had no choice. I told him to no, get he the fired, hell out of he, there. He fired him. Yeah. He fired him because if you remember. But there's more off the field issues. Well, no, than but anything, if you remember, right? he was going on job interviews during the season, and right. he fired him before the national yep. championship. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, yep. John. I okay. don't know. I mean, I, is he an off John? Thanks. Is he an offensive genius? I don't know. I, Lane Kiffin to me seems like a college coach. I don't know. Did he ever get his ch- shot at yes. the big time? Yes, it didn't last long. Oakland Raiders. Did, did he ever get his shot at the big time? Nobody has had more shots after yeah. failing up than Lane Kiffin. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with Chris. Uh, Tennessee, right? Oakland. USC, the Raiders. Come on now. He's yeah. one of those guys that I do think like. I do think there's a lot of good offensive stuff rattling around that guy's brain. In his brain. But I, I wouldn't, especially at the pro level, I wouldn't touch Lane Kiffin as a head coach. With a, To me, that's Josh McDaniels. I'll like, Josh McDaniels is not a head coach. Chris, can you find real quick, and maybe ask Meller, because I heard Waddle and Sylvie play it Monday. Can you find the, and we, we talked about this, Chris, off the air the other day, the Jay Glazer report from Sunday about 
what Antonio Pierce said to the team before he was before they fired Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Antonio Pierce addressed yeah. the team. Can you find that, Chris, with the Jake Laser report, just so I could play it for people? Meller, I heard them play it on Waddle and Sylvie, so I think it's in the system. This will give you the perfect idea of what guys like Lane Kiffin and it Josh had, McDaniels are it, like as it head coaches. It had something to do with the New England Patriots. Yes. It's on your screen. Oh, yeah. it is, Chris? Where, where yep. is it, Chris? Yeah. At the oh, there top. it is. Here. L- listen to this real quick, everybody, in case you missed this from Sunday on Fox on the pregame. This was Jay Glazer. Listen to this. There was such a big disconnect with the players there and Josh McDaniels that players recently were going upstairs to uh, the owner, Mark Davis, to tell them what their problems were. However, the big thing was, is last Thursday, there was this big airing of the grievance meeting and players just unloaded on Josh McDaniels from captain to captain to player to player. And finally, Josh McDaniels actually had Antonio Pierce get up and speak on behalf of him and the coaches went Antonio Pierce got up there he said look guys we have to have our own culture it's got to be about culture here and we also have to look at it and he brought up the old Giants team that beat the Patriots Josh McDaniels team in the Super Bowl in 2007 season he said no matter who we played we thought we could beat them we had a game plan that we could beat them we had to believe that and that's not here we have to believe it here at the Raiders we could beat anybody well he finishes up that speech everybody thinks they're great Except for Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels then goes over to him and says, don't ever talk about the Patriots like that. And then you really saw how divided that building got. That got up to Mark Davis, and I think Mark Davis looked at him and go, okay, I'm going to choose the guy who believes that we can win every single week. That's why Josh McDaniels stinks as a head coach. Now, I think there's a lot of good offensive football in his mind, too. He's not a head coach. Right. And I don't think Lane Kiffin is either. Certainly not at the pro level. Coordinators. I'll give you the per- Dick LeBeau. Remember Dick LeBeau? He's with the Pittsburgh Steelers forever. He went back to the Pittsburgh Steelers. He got a, a shot at being a head coach, and it didn't necessarily go well. He had Ocho Stinko and John Kitna. He was a Cincinnati Bengals head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just didn't go well, but he was a mild-mannered gentleman, Dick LeBeau was. He's absolutely fantastic, wonderful. But his genius fell at the defensive level. It didn't necessarily, and, and leading his group, right. it didn't fall in leading everyone. Right. But it did fall in leading his group. So you can't be the general. It's all right. You can be a colonel. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Good way to put it. Can't be the yeah. general. You're the but colonel. Dick LeBeau is one of the most respected oh, sure. defense coordinators that was ever out there. Ever, 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 ever. Absolutely, 100%. Vic Fangio, you could say a lot of the same things. About right. Maybe. Failed experiment in Denver. As a coordinator, I don't know that you want anybody more than right. Vic Fangio. You know, like yeah. in his lane, he's great. And the other guy that was the guy, Greg Williams. Greg Williams, another guy. Yeah, that's a good Coordinator, call. great. Yeah. Make him a head coach, not so good. Mike Marks. Yeah. Phil, the, the, the list is long and distinguished, I guess we'd say, right? You could fill that basket for uh, a long time. And then for every uh, one of those guys, you get a Pete Carroll. Yeah. I don't even know if he could be a coordinator or what, but as a head, a coach, head coach, he's wonderfully entertaining. Pete, and, yeah. he, and he keeps his guys and, loose. And he does that thing where yeah. he connects with them. Right. Josh yeah. McDaniels can't. That's why he failed again. Yeah. That's why he couldn't make it in either stop as a head coach. He couldn't make it two full seasons. Do you realize that? I didn't know that. He was out after, like, 23 games in Denver, Denver, and he was out at about the same amount of time here. Because he cannot lead. He cannot connect with those players. Is that a surprise where he comes from, from Belichick? Maybe not. Yurko's got his keys coming up. If you want to join us, feel free to jump in at 312-332-3776. Yurko's keys coming up next. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. 
We are your home for Bears football. We got the game tonight. Network pre starts with Sylvie, Lance Briggs, and Dion Miller at the stadium at Soldier Field starting at 5. And then we got the game with Joniak there and Jason McKee on the sideline. Yurko and Peggy have the network post game show and then the local post into the wee hours of the morning with Meller, Pat the designer, and Jason McKee. So uh, a full afternoon and evening and early morning of Bears coverage as the Bears kick off week 10. Another primetime game playing Thursday night football. <laughs> three combined wins between the Bears and the Panthers. Yeah. Bears are a three-point favorite. Yurko, it's time for your smoking hot keys to victory. And uh, it's brought to you as always by the great folks at... Vernoliac Law Group, our good friends, the great lawyers there. 40,000 satisfied clients, 60 years of service to the wonderful people of the greater Chicago metropolitan area. Wonderful. Yurko, I ask you, week 10, Bears-Panthers, what are the keys to the game? Karma, I'm glad you asked. All right? It's on the lakefront. It's tonight. Two teams that don't deserve Thursday night will be playing on Thursday night. Now Michaels is going to have a conniption. Not a problem with me. Keys, number one. You've got to be able to run the ball against one of the worst defenses against the run. The Carolina Panthers are pathetic. Mm-hmm. Let your big stinkies and or your big uglies be the guys that sit there and pound the Carolina Panthers into submission. There Key number go. two. There you go. Key number two. Once the run is established, Carmen, then we hit him with what? The play-action game. That's right. The play-action game. There's no reason to get fancy. We don't need a thousand reverses. We don't need to see how smart Luke Getzey is. What we need to do is stay with the fundamentals. Establish the run. Hit him with the play-action pass. Key number three. The Indianapolis Colts returned two interceptions for touchdowns last week. I've been asking for a defensive score. We've had one. Jalen Johnson with the second interception of his career. He returned it for yeah. a touchdown. Dar, dare I say, fumble. I mean, uh, a sack. Fumble. Pick it up. Return for a touchdown. Uh, interception. Tip ball. Jack Sanborn. Do a little something for me on a tip ball. Bring it all the way back. Allah, the great Jack Squirek, the linebacker for the Oakland Raiders against the Washington Redskins right before halftime to help solidify that game. I am looking for a defensive touchdown. Key number four. Sweat. I want to cause some sweat for the quarterback, young Bryce Young. Sweat. I want to pass rush. You become comfortable with your teammates. You've been there long enough, my friend. It is time to unleash the hell that Sweat is about to give upon the Carolina Panthers on the lakefront tonight. Carmen, those those are the keys to the Bears' victory tonight. On the lakefront, okay. Soldier Field against the Carolina Panthers. How does he do it? It's, it's amazing. How does he do it? It's amazing with no notes or anything. Tonight. Just off the dome. Like it's it's so amazing. I'm spitting all over myself. What I'm was so that excited. about the, the linebacker who returned one in that contest? What was that? The, the great Jack Squirek in the Super Bowl returned one, I believe, against the Washington Redskins. And right sealed that contest? <laughs> sealed the Super Bowl. Sealed it. Basically, I don't know what's better. That or when. Kyle Brandt does angry runs on Tuesday. Who's Kyle Brandt? Oh, stop it. I know I know not of this fool. Hey, uh, Who is he? <laughs> such a jerk. What is he? A reality yeah. TV star? No. Of some yes. sort? Actually, yes. Of some He's ill a friend repute, of the show. Of some ill repute? 
Um, he used yeah. to be a friend of the show. He still mm, is. I don't know. I texted with him a few weeks ago. Oh, I'm great. You're friends with him. Okay, Harry. He said hi Who's to you. you? Friend? Is Make your sure friend? you say hi to your Is your little pal? I think no, he's a guy but... you have to say hi to at a party, friend. Yeah. Are you a coffee guy? You you and him have coffee together? No, he lives in New York. I don't. I mean, big city of dreams, Carm. He's a. I consider Kyle a friend of the show, and if you asked him, he'd say he's a friend of the show. He used to be a friend of the show when he <laughs> cared about it. He does anger runs, and it's awesome. And he's so like into it. He's, he's passionate. A, about and his like heart is racing at one eighty at the end. That's like Yurko when he's, he's done with guy. the keys. He's a good great. guy. Does he have a scepter? Yes, he gives a scepter. You know, out for that. we did that for a little while. We gave out the uh, Carmen and Yurko uh, Chicago Baseball Player of the Week that. award, and it wasn't a scepter. It was the leg lamp from um, yeah. Christmas Story. It's one of the greatest things we've ever done. I wish we would have thought of something grander like a scepter, because maybe it would have stuck. Well, I mean, that, but there's the, no budget for scepters. That's true. I mean, the, the, we could do an inflatable scepter. The players the, used to keep it in their yeah. lockers. Like, yeah. you'd see it. The leg lamp. You'd see it up you'd there. You'd see the leg lamp. It was like a mini version of the yeah. leg lamp, obviously. We'd say, here's a major award for being the Carmen and Yurko Chicago Baseball Player of the Week. Yeah. And the guys would put it in their lockers. Right. Where'd you get that from? It's not quite the same as, I guess, doing Carm, it in NFL now. Carmen had a handwritten note that oh, he yeah, sent Oh, yeah. We used there. to write a note. Handwritten note. Dear you I mean, that's Mankata. personalized, yeah. Congratulations on being named the Carmen and Yurko. There's a major award. There's a major award. Major award. What do you think the league was thinking when NFL they said... NFL or MLB? Uh, NFL. Okay. What do you think the league was thinking when they said... We got a couple of Carolina Panther fans here, fellas. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome. Enjoy the beef and the sausage, all right, guys? Good luck tonight, all right? Good Not luck, fellas. Good luck. What oh, do you think uh, was going through the league's mind when they said Week 10 Bears-Panthers uh, in primetime? Was it, it's still Chicago and Bryce Young? we got to find a way to get Carolina on. That's what they said. They have to have yeah. a primetime game. So we have to find no, a way you, to get them on. You guys know what it was. The thought the, the process pick. was that Justin Fields would be emerging into a superstar and Bryce Young is the next guy who would be that top quarterback. Plus you two intrigue. young quarterbacks going at it. Plus some intrigue about the pick, maybe. That that could have been a yeah, side young story. Young quarterbacks. That, that's it. Instead, they get Tyson Bajan, undrafted rookie from Shepard, Bryce Young, who's been bad, and C.J. Stroud is lighting the league on fire. Yeah. How many times has Houston been in primetime? I do not know that. And a combined three yeah. wins. Right? And, a, and three wins! <laughs> a combined three wins. I mean, I but if the league would just consult with us every once in a while. You've got DJ Moore against his own t- his old team. Come on, revenge I, game? I probably would Don't have said... Don't roll your eyes at that. I'm trying to sell this. I probably would have said to the league, like, guys, week 10, Bears-Panthers, eh. No, that's not, that's not true. If we go back to August, I don't at know. least three-fourths of this room was projecting the Bears to have a shot at the playoffs. Yeah. So if you told us back in August the Bears would be playing a Thursday night game against Carolina, we'd be saying... Perfect. They're going to win this really? game. They're going to look good at doing so. This will be a fun night. <laughs> Meantime, they're 3 and 14, right? They're 3 Combined. and 14. Yeah. Combined. Right, Yerk? You, uh, before the season, them, you I, had them as had almost them a playoff brink. team. Same I with had us. Them on the brink. Yes. No gray area. I had them I'm on the, the brink. I'm the 25% that Chris was alluding to did not think they were going to be in the hunt. <laughs> Correct. Team, the playoff team. Uh, I mean, how many times has Houston been on in primetime? None, right? And and I like I well, I'm looking right, right now. You want to see C.J. Stroud in primetime? That's what you want to see. I'd like to. Yes, Al's in Naperville on ESPN 1000 with hey, Carmen Al. York. What's up, Al? Hey, what's up, boys? Big fan, longtime listener. Uh, actually, Naperville North Husky car. Nice, and, uh, Yurk. I, yeah, you football player as well. Hey, and, congratulations, uh, Al. You oh, love yeah, the you're Dallas. Yeah, you, you've got Naperville North and EIU. 
Yeah, boys. Wow. Yeah, boys. I love it. We've got a long lineage of players from uh, northern, uh, what is that? Naperville. Nor- Naperville North that have come down the Huskies. Awesome. Yeah, right. a long list of players. What did you down. play, Al? What position? I played linebacker. Linebacker. Very good. Like the great John Knoll. There's, yeah. there's, there's a picture of Yurko outside the stadium, right, Al? Yeah, hell yeah. It's awesome. beautiful. I love it. Yeah, Bart yeah. Oates looks like he's going to bend me over backwards and take advantage of me. <laughs> yeah, you're actually partied with some of my parents and stuff during some of the tailgates back during homecoming and stuff, oh, so good times. Those the good left. times. Uh, but I wanted to get to a point. Yurk, did you did you play with Spoo by chance under Bob, yeah. the great Bob? Yeah, I was with Bob. Yeah. I had Al Moldy for the first two years, and then Spoo came in. I tore my knee to shreds, and I played for him in 88 and 89. So I had oh, okay. Spoo for three years. Yeah, so actually Spoo was was the head coach when I had gotten there. Yeah. And uh, just talking about, you know, the Raiders transformation, you go from a McDaniels to, you know, somebody, you know, diehard. We actually had Dino Babers come in, and he's, mm. you know, still at Syracuse, but he did a great job just, yeah. you know, nothing against Spoo, but just in terms of completely transferring, you know, the culture of a team, right. especially in a small town like Charleston, right? Um you know, it was just really cool to be a part of, and uh, good for the Raiders. I'm happy for them. You can just tell how relieved those guys are. Right? I'll have you know that Dino, the, Dino was Al, with thanks, us. Buddy. Dino was with us. I know. I remember you said that. You yeah, Dino. Dino Babers was with us yeah. uh, in Bob Spoo's first staff that he had there. A couple of those guys didn't adjust very well. Kid Cartwright couldn't wait to get the hell out of it. There were a handful of guys that just did not want to be in Charleston, Illinois, and were trying to get the hell out of there. Uh, Cartwright went to the Colorado State Rams, I believe, when Earl Bruce went there. Mm. When Earl Bruce left Ohio State, Ohio he went State. to Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa, he went to Colorado State, got the bigger job, then he dragged some of our coaches out there. But, yeah, Dino Babers was our running backs coach the first year or two he was there. Those guys were making like thirty grand. Sure, They had to go someplace it, else to make real money. If I were to pay Matt Eberflus one compliment, I guess it would be that he hasn't let it get away the way McDaniels did in Vegas. Now, you know, Waddle always says your kids shouldn't get extra credit for, you know, not doing drugs. That should be the base. Yeah, that should be there. Yeah. To me, how much extra credit do we give a coach for not losing his team a year and a half in? Like, if you're a coach worth your salt at all, you should be able to sort of bring guys together and motivate and lead. I guess I'd say that's one thing, at least, that Matt Eberflus has on the positive side of his ledger, but... They're playing probably not going to be enough him. that's going to save him. Right, they're playing hard for him. Right, and they you, completely revolted against the guy in yeah. Vegas. I guess it would be the patience that Ryan Pauls and Kevin Warren would have. In, uh, in the fa- and Kevin Warren would have to be then informed by Ryan Pauls, listen, we bottomed out last year intentionally, mm-hmm. okay? We bottomed out. This thing's not over. So don't look at the Let's record. Let's see what we have, or, or look at what we do here in the second half of the year. Okay. And, and and if it's better than it was the first half of the year, let's think about what we are or what we are not doing. But again, if they they go on a run here, say say that happens miraculously, a miracle card. You said that a few times. Miracle, <laughs> miracle. Yeah, they go six and two. Yeah. And this final thing, I think he saves his job. I I, well, I do. If they go six and two. He might. Yeah. Six, and that coincides. With Justin Fields getting back yes. and then picking him up, putting him down, trying to make a tough decision for you. Now, just so you know this, and this is the way the good kids think, well, what if he builds up his value and all of a sudden, hey, he looks like a viable quarterback. And, hey, you don't want to pick up the fifth-year option. Or maybe you do and you want to trade him anyway, and that fifth-year option travels with him. Does it? Does it not? I don't uh, know. I wonder if it does or if it does I'm not. I'm trying to remember the rule on that. If Forgive it gets me, picked up or does he up. become a free agent after that fourth year? 
Well, you have so to- that's something you'd have to think about. Yeah. Because I- then it wouldn't make a difference whether you picked it up or not. But what if you do? He's got more value. Somebody wants a piece of him that's drafting 28th, 29th, or something like that. And they're like, hey, we'll take Justin Fields off your hands for the 26th pick. A first-round pick for Justin Fields? 26th pick in the draft. Oh, I would think you'd have three first-round picks. I would think you're doing that. Well, that's if, what I'm asking. If, if, if you get to the end of the season and you've decided he's not your quarterback going forward. What if they say it's the 42nd pick? I think you'd probably do that, you'd too. You'd probably do that, too. Absolutely. You'd pop that, all right? But that only comes if he plays. Yes. And then you've got to make the decision, well, is this some sort of mirage? Is this, uh, am I looking at an oasis in the desert? <laughs> what am I exactly looking at? The and that, the that analysis and, and that... Um, Evaluation has to then take place also. So maybe you decide after all that, no, you know what? This is our guy. And we're going to utilize the draft equity we have. We're going to find a center. We're going to find a left tackle. If, if Braxton Jones isn't the answer at left tackle, hopefully he comes back and answers those questions too. We're going to find a pass rushing three technique in the middle, in the mix. How about an edge pass rusher while you're at it? Oh, I'd prefer an edge pass rusher guy. Remember, well, who did... Uh, who did Detroit find in the fourth or the sixth round? It was uh, the guy that comes off the corner like a, a bandit, had seven sacks in seven games. It was Houston, right? Yeah, Planet Houston. Yeah. Him. What's his name? James Houston. James Houston. Off the corner. No relations to Bobby Houston. Three one two or Bobby Brown. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you got thoughts, Bears Panthers tonight. We're kicking off week ten. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. People are calling, uh, calling, people are calling, wondering. They might be coloring too, I don't know. They they might be. I like coloring. People are calling wondering yeah. when Paul eats cheesecake's coming on. I, I don't know if they want his picture. They just want an update on the lady situation. Oh, yeah. Because we'll she's find out. my lady. We got to tell him, right? So we, t- like we it, told him last week. Like, it's we? our duty. Uh, didn't we hint at that last week? And not hint. Like, you got to be like, right, dude, we'll you are getting catfish. We cannot, no, we cannot slam him over the head. First of all, if there's been no money exchanging hands, he's still an innocent party in this whole foray. Yeah. All right? He's an innocent party. And I think the thing we need to, because let me tell you, there might be love there. Who knows? We don't know. All I'm saying, as long as there's no exchange of, of funds, our guy's still okay. Right. But the minute that happens, then that's when the emergency bells have got to go off. Paulie swears he's not sending her money. Nothing. So, well, he said we'll nothing. I don't know. Uh, you know, Furman's coming up at 135. Uh, we're not going to talk about this game, but it just, uh, it's something, man. Big Ten football at its finest. What do we have? Uh, so on one end of the spectrum, like last week, let's say, you're, you had the USC-Washington game, right? Right. Thrilling. Lots of offense. Total Lots in the game was 76 and a half. It's great. Went over with five minutes to go in the third yeah, quarter. Love it. But not everybody loves that. They're like, oh, there's no defense in that Pac-12, or there's no defense in the Big 12, and the total's 70, and who likes that? Well, I don't know. Or maybe you don't. So that's on one end of the spectrum, right? right. Do you know what the total in the Iowa-Rutgers game is Saturday? Okay, Iowa Rutgers. <clears throat> clear my. Let me clear my throat. Uh, I would guess the over under on that game is thirty points. Twenty eight and a half. I have never seen that in my life. Twenty eight and a half. Why is Kirk Ferentz still a it's coach at the University of Iowa? I don't get it. Unbelievable. Twenty eight and a half in a college football 28 game. Twenty eight and a half. So that's on the other end of the spectrum. So you complain about. 
no defense in one and no offense in the other. I, I don't know which. I'd rather watch the USC-Washington game, to be quite honest. I am stunned. I can't watch Iowa play football. And you know what's even more amazing? Like, what? every year they put a stud tight end in the NFL. Like, every year. They do. Hawkinson and Kittle and Laporta. And who, who am I forgetting, guys? I'm probably forgetting oh, someone. Oh, Noah Fant is out there. Yeah, he's an Iowa guy, right? He's an Iowa guy, yeah. Like, every year they put a stud in. And like the Kittle? Kid- Kittle? I said Kittle. Okay, you said Kittle. Hawkinson, Kittle. Yeah, Iowa tight ends for a 1,000, Alex. Laporta. I'm probably missing somebody. Oh, you are. <laughs> they stink. It's incredible. 28 and a half. We won't ask Furman about that game. Keith's in Evergreen Park on the south side. What's up, Keith? Keith. Fellas. Hey. Uh, first of all, good afternoon to y'all. And good afternoon. I think that soon as the soon as the clock goes zero 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 on that final game, Uber Flus needs to be in my Uber heading to O'Hare. <laughs> okay. No matter what happens, what if they go six and two like Yurko said? They're not uh, going. I can't make Keith. There's something real with the phone. I, we're hearing feedback. And, yeah, we got some feedback. Uh, I'm with you, Keith. I don't think they're going six and two over the final two. My my yeah. My guess is it's going to be tough for him to keep his job, especially if they have one of the very high picks, which they should have, and they've determined right. that they're going to use it on a quarterback. I've got it for you. What's that? Oh, we got since, thirty seconds. So since 2020. Since 2020, twelve tight ends have been picked. Since since Kirk Ferentz has been the head coach, Austin Wheatley in the fifth since round. Since 2000. Since 2000. Since Kirk Ferentz has been there since 2000, yes. Okay. Dallas Clark, first round 03. Yes. Eric Jensen, seventh round 04. Tony Jackson, 056. Scott Chandler, 07 fourth. Brandon Myers, 096. Tony Moyaki, 2010 mm, third round. Alan Reisner, seventh rounder in 11. CJ uh, Federerowitz, 2014. Kittle, Fant. Laporta. Pretty good. And oh, course, no, Hawkinson? Yeah, Hawkinson's in there, too. Yeah, he is. Right? I mean, this is in the first round. An inspired list. Uh, uh, real quick, guys. Adam said I should take Kevin and Oprah. Go ahead, Go ahead Kevin, ahead, fast. Hey, guys. Yeah, Iowa is top five in terms of number of players in the NFL. But I was at the game on uh, Saturday. Yeah. I was yelling scoreboard. I was yelling scoreboard at a Northwestern fan when it was 0-0. It was only the fourth first down in the half. That's awesome. That's all I had. Kevin, scoreboard. That's awesome, Kevin. Thank you very much. Yeah, they put good players into the league. They can't do anything offensively. It's, it's insane. We got a bloated 1 o'clock hour. Todd Furman in Vegas. Paulie Cheesecake. McKnight at the movies. We're back in two.